0: yo 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 levels is good we finally got it (laughs) yeah levels is good levels is good levels is good all right yo what up people it's your boy chad dave and you know what this is man this is needle to the groove yo i'm here with my man right my, sure. man, my man from Brooklyn, right? You see it? You see it? The Brooklyn Buckeye, right? You see it? <laughs> Shout out to our brother King Seven the Great, man. Yes, sir, we, r and to my homie. <laughs> yeah, we miss you. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, man, you know what I do here, man? I sit down and talk to my DJs, yeah, homies. I do. Uh, you know, we get to build about this uh, this culture, which I always say, I'm going to say it every single time, man. DJs over rappers, man. Mm. DJs all the culture of the uh, oh, of the oh, backbone of the, the culture, culture. Uh, of hip hop, man. So, you know, um, I feel like it's my my job and my honor to sit down and talk to the DJs in the city and, uh, you know, represent, hold it down for them. So today I get to sit down with one of my homeboys. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, this guy is super funny on the low.
1: <laughs> <laughs> High key, not low key.
0: <laughs> you know, he's a very, very dope DJ, man.
1: I appreciate that, um,
0: you know what? What you, what you want to do? You want to go reggae? You want to go hip hop? You, what you, 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 you want to go R and B? Whatever, bro. You you want to go karaoke? I mean, You
1: want some Madonna? What you want? What, what you, you want? What, what you, you want to do? What you want? You need, wanna need a sound do? man? What you need?
0: You know what you want to do, man? <laughs> you
1: know he. You need some speakers? Need some, nah, I ain't got you on that.
0: Nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> He, and he definitely held down um, WWTV, what we talking about podcast, okay. more than a few times. A
1: couple times. Couple I rang time. off a couple times. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so,
0: without uh, further ado, man, I'd like to introduce my man DJ Beat Bangers yes, sir. in the building.
1: It's an honor to be here, man. Oh,
0: man. It's an honor to have you, bro. Appreciate um, it. You know, we was talking off mic math, or we was trying to get these technical difficulties together, but uh, yeah, we we here, man. Um, So... Uh, I just want to jump into this interview, bro. Okay. Um, first of all, why DJing, bro? Out of everything in, hip, in this hip-hop culture that we do, that we can do, why DJing?
1: Well, because honestly, for me, it goes beyond DJing. DJing was just a vessel that I used to get music across. Like, I love music, right? Not just hip-hop. Like, I tell people I fell in love with music before I fell in love with hip-hop. Um, so, for me... Just the whole process of even recording it, hearing it, and then playing it. I've always just been like super, super geeked of that process because it was just like, man, you know, the the, the whole studio the studio vibe is dope, right? Yeah. That whole that whole way they do that. Then listening to the music and hearing the mix down and all that stuff, and then playing it for the people and seeing how people respond to it. It, it was. It just made sense to me. Like, man, this is the perfect job. If I could learn how to record, <laughs> right, Word. and then play the those songs for people to dance to, that's the best job in the world. So, DJing is just a part of the love that I have for music, and I just so happen to be able to do it a little bit. So,
0: where? So, w- with that, what was like the first like? I want to be a DJ because not not a lot of people. A lot of people like. We love music, right? Yes. Like I am sure everybody listens to this podcast love music, mm-hmm. but like it, there's has to be that spark, like, yo, cause it's always a spark like I wanna be a rapper or I wanna I wanna be a producer. Yeah. Like what was the spark for you to be like, yo, I wanna be a DJ?
1: The spark was I grew up in the hood, Brownsville, Brooklyn. Talk about it. Right? Howard projects, what hey. up? 60 glimmer was the building. <laughs> but we would have like, you know, Howard Day or whatever you know okay, the projects okay, okay. though. And you know the only people that could really afford the top top notch equipment was the hustlers. So you would come outside, I take a peek, and I'm like, "Yo, what is he? Turntables? What was that?" I'm looking techniques. Techniques was like the Rolls Royce, yes, especially back then. I mean, they were so sexy, bro. Like, bro. so they're still sexy to this day. Oh, to this day. I mean, I've I've moved on. I've graduated because I'm that guy. Uh, I'm never that guy stuck, right? So we we'll get to that later yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about but it. But anyway, seeing them use the turntables in the park and just mixing and scratching. I'm just like, I was curious. Mind you, I'm 12 years old. I have no business, you know, being around, especially them, maybe hearing the music, but I wasn't supposed to be around them. As I got older, what happened was I knocked on my homeboy door. Like, Yo, you know, mm, such mm. and such, you know, that was in the park. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take it to his crib. You know how that goes. Yeah. I'm going to take it to his crib. I go to the crib. And the techniques are sitting there, bro, with the shell on. Like the shell, So the, so the shell is what you cover the turntable with, a.k.a. Right. the dust cover. And it has this bubble on it, right, right where the arm sits. And I'm looking at these things like, yo, I have never seen equipment like this ever in my life. So I go to the dude. I'm like, yo, can I, you know, he said, you know how to DJ? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, nigga, sure. I did know. Sure, yeah, yeah. I get a record. I put it on. I'm bumping the needle. He's like, man, you don't know how to DJ. So he starts getting on and he shows me. And literally like every other day I'm at this dude's crib from, from then on. I ain't gonna say his name but yeah, I'm not. at that dude's crib every other day learning. And then I got to high school and one of my Jamaican buddies, right? Like, Because I, I went to high school in Flatbush. He, you know, he would have me over at the crib and he had these little bullshit turntables downstairs and I just learned how to scratch and Right then and there, I just knew, like, you know what, this is gonna be the one. Like, I love what I'm doing. This feels right. I'm learning it. I'm getting great at it fast, right? Because I went from not knowing what the fuck I'm doing to wicked, wicked, wicked. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, oh shit. That's when I knew, like, DJing was definitely gonna be a part of my future in some way. So.
0: so, what is the first piece of
1: vinyl that
0: you remember seeing? Like, was like in the crib, or you know, going? Oh, it's easy. Yeah, the first piece of vinyl that, you know, like, oh, shit, like, this is a record. Like,
1: you know what I'm saying? So, okay. So, if we're just talking vinyl. Vinyl. My family had vinyl. Because my mother was in church, right? Okay. she had all the gospel records. Mighty Clouds of Joy, Shirley Caesar... I mean, you name it, all those records. So that, so seeing just records, yeah. that was that. I didn't know at that point that I would be spinning those records or scratching them up trying to learn, right? Yeah. But that was my first inkling of it. And, you know, she had a hi-fi set up and with the wood cabinet and the turntable in the middle, and she would let me put the needle on a record here and there. And so that's when I kind of seen it. Even then, I didn't know that I was going to fall in love at that point because right? again, I fell in love with music before that, and gospel music is cool. Yeah, right, know. but it ain't it ain't like you gonna boogaloo to that. So I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have the vibe yet. It was until I got a chance. Unless you to, got some Kirk Franklin. Going yeah, well, it wasn't on Kirk Franklin in nah, in eighty nah. nine. You know what I mean? Absolutely not. So my cousin used to spend the night and bring tapes over, a bag of duffel tapes, and it had like everybody in there: Kwame with the polka dots on, Keep Sweat, Ugly Luther. And that's when I was kinda able to start. That was the new Jack Swing
0: beginning too.
1: Eighty-nine, bro. You know what I <laughs> mean? So I'm like, yo, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is crazy right here. Forget that. So that's what kind of got me into the music and then it just kinda took off from there. So when I first seen vinyl, I still didn't even know. Right, right? i was just like, all right, it was gospel. All right, cool. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't until I really started hearing more music. That made the vinyl appealing, cause that's the only way we was playing music back then. I, I saw the cassettes.
0: So, being being that you was born in Brooklyn, uh-huh. shot the Brownsville, yeah. you, so I I don't know if it's dramatized or you know sensationalized, but was there really park jams like for your era? Was there really park jams? Was niggas like really like? Like really yeah. bringing out the big speaker. That, that's what I'm not,
1: saying. The you, block parties were the park jam, like though, but they called it like Howard Houses Day or Marcy Day. Okay, okay, that's okay, what okay. they called it, right? Yes. Now it, there were times where the DJ just brought it out just because, right? So you were probably referring to that. Yeah. But we specifically had dates every year where the DJs brought out all the speakers and whatever like that. You in the middle of the okay. projects and we jamming. That's how I was able to see the equipment. Because of those, because of days like that. So no, it's not dramatized. Okay. Because you know, I mean, you
0: watch, you watch the movies. You know, that's real shit. And they yeah. always do like an '80s flashback in New York. It's always the, like, and I'm thinking like, okay, early '80s, I get it, mm-hmm. I get it, I get it, I get it. But I'm talking about like, you know, '89, '90. I'm talking about. Grimy New York, like, was, yeah. this, was it the same feel?
1: Yeah, man, we had block parties, so we called them block parties, man. Mm-hmm. And, and the projects was different because, like I said, we called it whatever the name of your yeah. insert project day, but when you lived on, like, say, a regular residential block, they would block off the block and call it a block party. Yeah.
0: Did, you, did you ever go to other neighborhoods, though, and Hell hear other yeah.
1: DJs? Yeah, because I had family in my. I really have family at Marcy. I'm not just saying that. No, I have family at Marcy. We're not even concerned so, about that. <laughs> so, no, I mean, I'm, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But literally, that's usually where we would go. We would go over there because that was my father's cousin. So, he would be like, all right, you know, Marcy Day, the kids, you know, they got candy and all that stuff. So, we would literally leave Brownsville, go on the other side of Brooklyn and go to Marcy Day. Or, like, my friends, they might have lived in, like, Langston Hughes, which was across the way. So, you know, we walking over there to their project. So, I definitely. Got a chance to see different types of DJs from different projects and, and areas like that. So, what
0: what was your first time? What was your first live gig? Like you, your live gig where you, whatever you had to care, whether it was you know you had to get your record collection together with the homeboys or CDJs or whatever it was. Like, what was that first?
1: First live actual gig was my 18th birthday party.
0: Oh, shit. <laughs>
1: I threw it in the weed spot in Bushwick. Yo. Yes, sir.
0: That shit sounds Straight amazing.
1: dreads. Like, the, mm-hmm. the dude was a dreadhead, coolie dude. Another couple dudes hanging out with him. And it was it was one of the wildest things because, like, even just meeting dude, like, the first time we went down there, because I was asking my boy, the one that I told you I was in his basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Bushwick. I'm like, man, we got to throw this party. We need a spot. He's like, I got the perfect spot. Are these like notorious names? So is that why you don't want to mention them? Or I just don't know where they at in life, right? So I don't, you know, say, ain't, ain't nothing happening. But at the same time, I'm just always been that kind of dude. As they say, say less. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, I'm like, yo, we need a spot to throw this party. He's like, I got the perfect spot. Mind you, he said perfect spot. I'm like, all right, bet. I go to the spot. I'm like, what, nigga? This is so- you buy nickel bags for this nigga? You know what I mean? He's like, nah, he cool as hell. He got a whole basement. Man, go down in the basement, smell like dogs. You know, yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, fuck, it's going to have to work. Right? Yeah. Just fuck it. Uh, so that was literally my first party, man. And yeah, when I tell you that shit was stupid, Cause it was me and my cousin that shared kind of birthday weekend, so we okay, just kind of okay. combined it. So he went to boys and girls high school. So yeah, this group school. of friends. I went to a so high school, to get with my
0: friends, and then the <laughs> area friends, right?
1: Because sometimes not everybody you live around go to your school. Perfect. So you got all three groups kind of just converging on this party. And it, bro, when I tell you that shit went down, <laughs> man, it went down. So that was my very first gig outside of us just buying records to play in the house. Cause that's all we was doing until that point, which is buying records and then practicing in the crib so
0: every so y'all would put y'all records together as a collective mm-hmm. like when it was time yeah yeah that's dope but
1: we I put my name on my joints ee don't get it twisted yeah 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 <laughs> so yeah.
0: but yeah man that was
1: that was my first gig
0: so tell me you, you said y'all, y'all put your records together so tell me about y'all experiences like digging for records in new york because it's crazy different from digging here so, yeah, at least in my mind, at least how Yeah, yeah,
1: right. yeah. So the digging for us was a little different because a lot of times the records that we were getting were new releases, right? So a lot of times you're just asking, all right, what came out? What's the newer record? And they had a DJ inside of Beach Street. Shout out to Beach Street on Fulton. He would be uh, inside just spinning the new records. And you'd be like, all right, let me get that. So Digging for us wasn't as crazy as, like, say, a producer, because the producer's just looking for sounds and different things like that. We were just looking for songs to make a party. So we didn't have to dig that much. And I was 15, 16, mm-hmm. kind of, you know what I mean? So I'm still not knowing to go dig for like a 1970s record or a 1980s okay. record. I'm just trying to be current. Like, let me get the new Busta or whatever. Like, Whatever that. is you hot know, at yeah, the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really I did. didn't dig at that age. Yeah,
0: I guess at 15, 16, you wouldn't really be digging yeah, for like that yeah, 82 yeah. record. But we did.
1: Like- we, we stayed in a record shop, you know. So as far as digging's concerned, I guess that was the extent of it. Just trying to buy the latest records that were out.
0: Now, this is still new york did, did you ever feel like like yo i want to be like J master jay maybe i can get some rappers and i wanted to dj for rappers like nah not like none of that nah. shit
1: like, I, it was weird man because even as i was doing it I, I still had a limited scope right i mm-hmm. I, I can't i can't even I, I didn't even imagine and i ain't big time or nothing let me just say that but i couldn't even imagine then that I would be doing this here right now. Yeah. I gave it up, like dead ass. Like I didn't start we gonna I don't wanna get ahead no, of myself. But I definitely didn't see myself doing it today when I was that age. I was okay. just like, This shit is fun. This shit's fun. Girls <laughs> love DJs. I'm going to colleges and people are like literally hiring me because Mr. C costs a thousand. We're like, man, this give us five hundred facts you know what i mean like <laughs> mr c said what man cut that in half you got it shout out to Newburgh. that was my first college gig was newberg uh college up in new york but um i didn't see it man I, I really didn't see it bro
0: how did you adjust to from the vinyl to like the cdjs did you did was there an adjustment for not it? for me
1: because i never really dabbled in cds too much honestly okay. like i like i went from seriously from vinyl straight to digital okay, okay because what okay. happened was when that whole thing was kind of flipping you know i was getting older i had a kid i gotta get a job yeah, djing yeah, right? i ain't got time to be djing on the corner before, you know like i used to so i kind of missed out on that whole wave so i went from a vinyl to like i was one of the first niggas in brooklyn dead ass i don't care who you ask that was djing on the laptop I didn't even have equipment. I literally just had a laptop with an aux cord. I had a Nissan Altima with an Alpine radio. And I used to plug into the aux cord from my laptop. No headphones. I was using tractor. Like, like, I remember. I remember tractor. Hand, hand the guy. Using tractor. And niggas would roll up like, how are you mixing this shit? I'm like, oh, I'm showing them the WAV files and the cross thing. They're like, yo, what? Shout out to LimeWire. I downloaded the track solver over from LimeWire. <laughs> and I just learned it. I, I learned how to create cue points, read BPM. So um, it, it was just like an easy transition for me when Serato came out. Okay. By the time Serato came out, honestly, I, I even missed that because I had moved to Ohio in 2009. So I went from vinyl Straight to laptop I didn't even The CD thing was here and there Okay okay. I might have DJed a party That my friend was doing I said let me get on Pause (laughs) And (laughs) It's still New York Yeah 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 And you know I might have pressed play But I never really got into The CDJ thing Did
0: you ever Did you ever Spin with 45s
1: Oh yeah I still do You have to Okay Okay, so we'll get into that Nah nah Let's get into it
0: Let's Yeah let's No cause this is about DJing And this is what you do So that's why I'm asking These questions Like why? Why was 45 like essential? Because you said it with conviction. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah.
1: so again, I grew up in Brownsville, Brooklyn, which is a predominantly hip hop area as far as music goes. Shout I
0: out to went, MOP, dead <laughs> ass. So never ran, never. I, went to, I went to
1: school, <laughs> Brownsville. You know what I mean? So I went to school in Flatbush, uh, Rasmus Hall, which is a predominantly West Indian neighborhood and area, right? So you got Jamaican, Trinidadian. All those types of West Indian co- uh, countries, and the music is predominantly reggae or dancehall. So a lot of the reggae music that was coming out came out on forty-five, like singles. You know what I mean? Like same thing with hip hop and R&B. But again, I wasn't into that at that point because I barely started listening to music other than gospel. Yeah, you know what I mean? Nah, so, not nah, with you. So my first introduction to a forty-five outside of maybe my mother's Shirley Caesar record was reggae. And their whole culture is surrounded by 45s and dub plates. Dub plates. You, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So you wanna be nice. And for me, what set it off was I was able to scratch with 45. So you got the old school reggae folks with, they, with you know with their big sets and they're just playing records. And I'm just like, nah, wait, why can't we just wiki wiki like we do with the other records? Yeah. And literally, that's how I learned to kind of be more nice. If that makes sense, and I'm not speaking, you know, cor- correctly, nah. but I was able to become better with the larger records because I was scratching with the technically 45s. better because because it's harder it's, to scratch with a 45 because yeah. the circumference and technical shit is all yeah, nah, you No, know, This is you what, know we know what we this is, nerd out like. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't don't. You know what I'm saying? So don't. yeah. So so being enamored in reggae culture is what really made me have to really learn how to use 45s because that's one of the uh, essential. A media forms that they put their music on I still have plenty of 45s to this day you know like I I was trying to help me get some records on before I came over here so 45s what,
0: what is like your like yeah the, your, your, your big joker 45 like nigga you ain't got you ain't got oh this. man cause I know you, you probably got some shit I do. And, and you know, I, I know th- those are the type of questions you'd be like, damn, nigga, like, it ain't like I search through my 45s every day. Yeah, but it's, I mean, but man. I know there's got to be one, like, when you got it, I know you was like, woo
1: So one of my favorite 45s was by uh, Toots and the May- My Tails. And it's a, uh, it's kind of like early reggae, it's called Ska. And Ska was before reggae. A lot of people don't know that. Like, Ska was, like, what reggae copied off of to become reggae or whatever like that. Even if you hear early Bob Marley records, it's not reggae yet. It's Ska, S-K-A. So there's this song called uh, 54-something, 5417 was my number. It's actually a sample in Foxy Brown's Oh yeah. He'd be like, Pick it up, Mr. Here yeah, what I say, nah nah. So that record when I got that I was like, yo. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, but it, but it doesn't yeah. go to that beat because it's original. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, of nah. the history of the music is why I fell in love with the record. Like, mm. man, I got a Sky record on forty five and it's a sample and it's a dope sample. <laughs> so for me, that would be the record that I okay. probably would say comes to mind when it comes to that.
0: So what is your favorite genre to spin? Just like you, like, not like, oh, I got to go. I got to show tonight. I got to go. Yeah. What, like, you in your crib. Kids is gone. Wifey at the store. You get a, you get a, you get a. Heineken. I, you get a Heineken. Roll something up. And you and your. Put it in the air. And it, it's a good day. It's a good 75, I'm going to be honest,
1: man. I don't have a favorite genre, bro. Like, it's, really? It's, so that's why I can do what I do. Because I don't necessarily corner myself. And of course, reggae and hip-hop is going to be to the forefront because those are the majority of the gigs that I get. So I'm always going to be prepared for those. Yeah. But I love spinning EDM just as much as I love spinning hip-hop. I love spinning uh, old-school country sometimes, depending on the song itself, just as much as I love spinning reggae because it's always been about music for me. You know what I mean? So whenever anybody asks me questions about genres, I always say, man, it's music. Right. So it just depends on what my mood is that day. It could be reggae. It could be pop. It could be hip hop. It could be RB. It could be jazz. It could be fucking Robert Glasper. Like, who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I never. I never really cornered myself into a genre when it came to that, which was it made me weird in Brownsville, right? Because everybody's on hip hop, and I'm playing fucking Share. They're like, "Why?" I'm like, "Cause you don't hear that. Like you don't hear the auto tune in that, right there." They're That's like, "What?" Fire. That's Before T Pain, you like, "Sure." Put and then not even Roger and Zap. I'm yeah. not even talking about the the, uh, the vocal. I'm talking about like <laughs> auto tune in the studio.
0: Share blew me away, bro. Share is really
1: the first artist I heard use auto tune. Mainstream, like a mainstream yeah. record. Yeah, I was, absolutely. So I'm in the Analyzing this shit though, right? I'm playing it, and I'm just like, my niggas is like, "What the fuck is you playing, nigga?" I'm like, "You don't hear it, like, listen to this shit," but they didn't hear what I heard because I was listening to the music. So I don't make a long story short, man. It's... Depends on how I feel, bro. And I'm sorry, it's not. It's very,
0: very PC, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Boss. It's
1: music, man. I love music, boss. Um, boss.
0: so you you said something which I didn't know before the mics got hot. Um, you said that you were a producer. Yeah. Now, answer this question for me. and I've asked all my DJ friends that's been on here. Do you think producers, do you think DJs, do you think DJs make better producers? No, not necessarily. So, let me give you a list. DJ Premier, Jimmy Jam, Questlove, like, all these, like, Jazzy Jeff, um, you know, Jazzy. He, he was a
1: producer too. Yeah, he like, produced a couple uh, joints for Will Smith.
0: Yeah, like uh, the the RZA, like you know what I'm saying. I'm sure um, I can go on and Oh yeah, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. But yeah. do you do you feel like a producer's mind as a DJ works better? Like because I always feel like I feel like producers, like when you're a really good producer, or you know what I'm saying, you can hear yes. You can hear the you can hear the hi hats from this song like oh yeah. that's the same hi hat or, you know that's the same bass line like, even though when you're in a party like you grooving but you listening like mm-hmm. so
1: h- how do you feel about that I feel like you just blaze just blazes it f- a- I feel like DJs make better producers I feel what you're saying in reverse yeah because here's the thing. If 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 you're a DJ, you kind of know what works for the crowd, you know what the crowd likes, you know what sounds good, right? Because you're you're in front of these speakers, they're bumping and going crazy, you know what the crowd responds to. You could take that same vision, go in the studio, and literally try to recreate that based off what you experienced as a DJ. So for me, I would I would think it in, in, in reverse. Okay. Like DJs make great producers. You know what I mean? Because we're the ones that are playing this music for the people. So if we're playing it. That gives us a cheat code to be like, shit. You be like, Dad, let me see what I could cook up over here. Yeah. So that's my, bro, you know, talking to me is gonna be non traditional. Like everything is gonna be, because I just look at it from a different way than a lot of DJs have grown up. But there's nothing wrong with how they did it. But I've always been weird on how I appreciate the music. It's always been music, and then everything else follows after that. Yeah. You know what I mean? For me, anyway. So what you're saying is right. Those are all legends. But I would like to think that in the opposite way, no doubt. You know what I mean? Um, Cause think about Cool Herc. He wasn't a producer in the beginning. He was just a regular DJ, right? Like, yeah. so the D, so it had to start with that aspect of it. He those niggas so that I was, pro- that. those well, even and he's from Jamaica, mm. buyaka But <laughs> those the producers back in those days, not too many of them were DJs. A lot of them were like radio disc jockeys and things like that. So you got to think, like, even in the evolution of hip hop, it was DJs.
0: Yeah, so, all right, you you said this, jockeys. Let me ask this question first. Um, was radio ever a goal? Like, did you ever want to be a radio DJ? Like,
1: yes and no. Flex, Clue, MV? Yes and no. So, yes, because of Funk, Funkmaster Flex made me fall in love with radio, bro. Like, that's my guy. You to this day, I know he gets slack, but you Flex Logan is a legend, bro. You got to understand. New York he, City on a he's Friday a dinosaur.
0: night When Flex. Oh, now he's a dinosaur. He's dude. a dinosaur, but he's
1: a legend. This dude, man, you got to understand New York City on a Friday night with Flex on the wheels. You already know because half the time it was either an artist coming up to the station to go crazy. You already know, I know. Or he's him being in his bag because somebody said something, so he pulling out vinyl and dropping bombs one night. So for me, the energy made me want to do it. When I didn't want to do it was when I found out that it's politics and that shit. Uh, and you can't really do, do you. Skill. You can't really do you. Right? So it's like, if I'm going to be hampered by that, I don't want to be on the radio. I just want to get my music out however I could get it. It just won't be on the radio. Because I don't want anybody telling me what to play and how to play
0: it. Yeah. Just let me do me. Um, All right. As a, as a DJ, what is your rule on reading a room? Mm. Like. I, I've 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 seen you go crazy. <laughs> I've seen you go crazy, but also seen seen you like not not. I've seen you like no say it. No, yeah, I, I yeah, see you yeah, keep yeah. the room cool. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm speaking of our live yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, Like nigga, yeah, you went yeah. up there like going crazy. <laughs> like you had the room where, where the vibe was beautiful yeah, 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 at our yeah, live yeah, show. Yeah, we had yeah, 100, yeah. 150 people there. Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No flex. <laughs> yeah. Um. It just depends on like you said the room and the event. Sometimes you don't need everybody to be hyped right away, right? Like weddings, right? Like, yeah. like there's a schedule, right? So you know, first dance and you're sitting down and you're eating. You don't want really you don't want people dancing while the food is being served, right? Facts. So you play music to fit that occasion. So like say, you know, your podcast live show. We we want the energy up but not too much to where it's taken away from what you guys are about to do. Yeah. Now once y'all finish... Yeah. I'm gonna let loose. Go, right? Go, yeah. Because the now gym. there's now because you done you presented what you needed to present. I didn't outshine the show because it's yeah. about the show. The show is over now. Now I can people are up there mingling, you know, they're paying attention to what I'm doing. Now I can put on my show. Yeah. So this is honestly out of respect for the event that I'm at. And I don't want them getting tired right away, right? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I hang out, get you something to drink, right? So there's definitely a science to reading the room. And it comes like it comes in many forms because it evolved as I grew up. Like I had to understand sometimes not everybody wants to dance. Right. Right? Okay. So then I had to look for other signs. Oh, well, damn, what can I see? Is he tapping his toes? Alright, cool. Is he bopping his head? Alright, cool. Some people do choreography. you know what I mean? They're in the chair getting busy. So I had to kinda of get away from feeling like because the dance floor is empty, that I'm not doing a good job. Like I've gotten so many drinks from niggas that I've never seen dance. Just because they had a bar somewhere and they're like, yo, send that dude a drink. He going crazy. Or he played this joint I ain't here okay. in a long time. Here. You know what I mean? So my my, my the evolution of reading the room has definitely changed and grown. Especially as we get older, we're around mm-hmm. older people, right? So we ain't trying to get up yeah, and break yeah. dance like we did when we was 25. So now... His knees ain't in the shape Yeah, like, yeah <laughs> I mean, my knees is cool, though. Like, I, <laughs> I could... My shit is... You poured. lost a lot of weight. You lost a lot of weight. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. That, you helps, too. that <laughs> helps, too. That helps, too. But it definitely evolved over the years because I had to realize, like, just because the dance floor isn't packed, which is the goal of a lot of DJs, I get it, it doesn't mean people aren't having a good time. Okay. And you wanna also make sure that you're not wearing people out pause like so if I play some upbeat joints for half an hour. Yeah. I, I gotta chill. I mean you let them get their breath. Like I I start watching people kinda sitting down. Ooh. I was like, all right, let me let me cool down. So hope that answers your question.
0: Nah, absolutely. So is there like in in your mind, not not you personally, but when you when you out and about and you hear hear people spinning, do you Yes. You're that critical? Yes. You're that
1: guy. It's hard for me to go out.
0: It's Cause hard you won't, for me. you want to enjoy it. It's just
1: because I will be critical. Yeah, critical. So I won't. Yeah, I won't. I won't be able. Like even when Kikipri comes to town, like everybody's ah, I'm like I'm listening loud. Like, right, let me see what this nigga's about. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not. A, I'm a fan, but I'm not like geeked because he's doing something that I love to do. So if I'm not learning or critiquing, it's just like I'm good. Like I don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Me being a, I'm not a DJ.
0: I like to play music mm-hmm. and I'm learning and it's something that I love. I'm learning to, I'm, I always was critical mm-hmm. because I thought like a DJ. You're around you know, DJs. You're I'm around some top notch niggas. around DJs. You're around so some top notch niggas. <laughs> but once I realized doing the art form, like, yo, it's
1: not as easy as it looks. <laughs> you said that before we pressed record. Picking yeah.
0: records in my head, like, ooh, I'm going to play this, this, and this. And then actually doing that shit. And doing it in
1: a way that gets people excited.
0: And doing it in a way where <laughs> it's not selfish. Yes, because there's a lot
1: of selfish DJs out here. There's nothing wrong with.
0: But spinning for me and then spinning for them, I'm so, I'm so, as they call me, a hip-hop snob. Mm-hmm. So I'm like,
1: yo, this record is crazy. You're going to get this baby to butcher. And
0: if you don't like it.
1: You're a you suck. <laughs> Says a lot about you if you yeah. don't like us.
0: Yeah. yeah. So yeah, man. How 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 do you how do you manage that ego? Um, you know, when when you're out though, like, cause you don't want to you don't want to you don't want to say nothing like ah, but yeah. yeah, like ah, that shit was trash. Yeah.
1: Like, so there's definitely an, an art to it. Some DJs don't care, and that's fine. That's their prerogative. But I always look at it like when your mom was trying to give you medicine when you was young and you ain't want to take that pill so what she do she crush it up maybe put some orange juice or put it in some candy or whatever yeah, and yeah. say oh well, here I DJ the same way medicine in so, the
0: candy
1: so you're going to hear a lot of joints you like you're going to hear a little bit of joints that I like I might even blend it too I might even play the sample that you don't even know you like right because the sample to me is probably better than a song that you like <laughs> right. so that's just how I approach it like alright I'm going I'm to take care of you but I'm going to take care of me too just ride with me I promise I got you just if you ride with me I'm definitely going to get you there you know what I mean So. I just look at it from that standpoint. I just give, I look at it like a give and take. My job is to perform for the public. That's what I took on. It doesn't mean I can't have like some kind of niche genre that I like, right? There are plenty of DJs who do what they do and they have that crowd for that. They get that following. I ain't that guy. So guess what? When I go to Macy's, I gotta make sure, (laughs) you know what I mean? I gotta make sure that I'm, you know, that I'm doing a little bit of everything and I'm gonna put my spin on it. Number one, no pun intended. I'm gonna definitely do that. But I just li- I just think of it like when mama crushed up the medicine and put it in the candy and gave it to you, you know. So do you feel like like
0: certain type of DJs, like, oh, he's a party starter or he's a vibe setter or he's a performer yeah. like Yeah. Do you how like, how do you feel about that though? Like, you know what I'm saying? When you see like an EDM DJ, you, you said that you do it like they're more performers, DJ. Do you think like he's nice or do you just? Yeah, lie?
1: he's nice. If he's if he's in a stadium with with with, with twenty thousand people,
0: are they really DJing though? Yeah,
1: okay. it's just like an actor. You got actors that do stunts. You got actors that do dramas. You got actors that do love movies. Each of them motherfuckers is good in their own right. You don't you don't go to Denzel because he made a love scene and say, like, Oh that nigga ain't nice. He ain't John Wick. He ain't Keanu Reeves. Okay, 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 You know what I mean? So you gotta respect each DJ for what they do in their genre. They are party rockers, right? Kick Capri, one of the best, yeah. right? You got, like, vibe setters, Jazzy Jeff, one of the best. You got performers, Q-Bert, one of the best. Fast. You know what I mean? So all those DJs are great in their own right. Even EDM DJs that get on stage in front of studios. I mean, not studios, uh, in stadiums and put on the show. There's an art to that, and I respect it. Because if you could get 100,000 motherfuckers to go crazy in the state, <laughs> bro, that ain't easy. I don't they give a ain't. fuck who you are. <laughs> Try <ain't>.
0: it. <laughs> Yeah. Try it. You try know to get ten motherfuckers to crazy. Try,
1: try, exactly on your block. Try to get your block to go crazy, and then yeah. come holler at me. So yes, I respect all aspects and the different forms of it. When I, when I don't respect it is when you start faking jacks, right? When you when you're acting like you're more than what you are, then that's when I lose respect. But I would never lose respect for somebody that does something different. That somebody that does something differently than the way I do it.
0: I love it. What's your what's your weapon of choice when it comes to DJ? And what's your what's your What's your weapon?
1: Um, We talked about the 12s, but you said you moved on beyond that. I still have turntables. I just have the the, uh, upgraded version of the turntables with the bells and whistles. You know, Serato is the major platform for DJs now. So, like, you have a controller here. My turntable pretty much meshed, meshed those two worlds together. So I can still play my regular vinyl, and I still have cue points on my turntable. So, mm-hmm. it's nasty. I mean, it's, it, it, honestly, the shit costs more than the technique. Dead ass. Like, so when niggas be like, oh, technique's a bust, man, fuck that. Do what you want to do, bro. Use the tools that makes your job easier. Yeah. If motherfuckers want to use techniques, be my guest. Me, I like technology. Like, I've always been a tech geek. So, I'm like, shit, I could mess around and create shit out of nothing yeah. with yeah. this. Techniques is difficult. And I give it to the motherfuckers who can do it with techniques. I can't. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm going to get that re-loop turntable and get busy. And it works for me. So I just say, do use what it is that you want to use, man. Don't get caught up in what these other motherfuckers want you to use.
0: Yeah, because I, I feel like the the reins, as much as we like to keep shit pure, especially in the DJ culture, mm-hmm. like, I feel like the reins is being lifted every day because, I, I, like, again, with me practicing and watching, you know, YouTubes and tutorials mm-hmm. and just you know, videos, I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, like, like, nigga, I seen a controller that had the speakers built into con- the controller. Yeah, I ain't getting that. That's kind of no, janky. I know yeah, what you mean, though. I don't yeah, what mean, though. but I'm just the like... The technology is, is off the Yeah, charts. the technology is like, it, yeah. it had Wi-Fi built in, <laughs> yeah. and it had the speakers on the side, and yeah. I'm like, like... I'm like, wow, like, I can't believe that $600. <laughs> like, you can't DJ a party with that, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 I can yeah. DJ in my living room with it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And,
1: and, and that's what it's made for. Like, you have, if you go shopping for equipment, like, you have levels, right? So there's consumer, room DJs, and there's nothing wrong with that. And then there's pro level, right, where you're buying, like, the $1,500 controller. So there are levels, and it's marketed to people who want to get their practice on but don't want to spend $1,500, You know what I mean? Because (laughs) if you're not making that money every week, it's a waste having that controller sitting in your bedroom collecting dust if you're not actively getting paid as a DJ. So all those things are gimmicks, and they're cool. They're not meant for the club, right? They're meant for niggas that just want to party in their house or in their backyard and just want to do a little something, something, so... I haven't bought any of those things, right? You know what I mean. <laughs> it's just Thank God, but I mean, you know, if you're practicing, shit, you know, go for it. You don't got to get speakers and none of that. Everything is there. Shit, go ahead. If you're in your bedroom, do your thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. With with,
0: with do you do you give do you give feedback to DJs? Yes, it's
1: difficult for me though. Because I've been doing this since I was like 13 years old. Officially, for real, for real, probably I would say 14 when I got to high school. But it's hard for me because they asked me, you know, what? how did you do this? I said, man, literally, I've been doing this shit for over 30, almost 30 years. I'm 42. I'll be 42 next year. So, what's that, 28 whatever years? Yeah. So... I've been, I've just been doing it for so long, it's natural to me at this point, right? I'm a horrible teacher. <laughs> I, I've tried to teach motherfuckers, and i be so mad because they don't get it. I'm like, how come you can't stay on beat, bro? You know what I mean? Like, what, what is so hard? But I get it, Like, it's regular for me. I've been putting yeah. hours doing this shit. So, I give them feedback. A lot of my feedback is just keep doing it, bro. Just keep spinning, keep DJing, DJing as much as you can, like riding a bike. Keep yeah. riding as much as you can. So that way, one day you could get nice and do that indo. You, know, you, <laughs> hey, right, right, you know what I right, mean? Right? Right, right. Like anything else in life, the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. So that's my advice. How,
0: how do you feel about um, just the streaming technology now? I love it. It's just. Just makes life easier. Oh my God, or, what? I don't like, want to download
1: that ridiculous record that the high school people want to hear. Like, I could just go to Title on my phone, uh, <laughs> create a playlist, open Serato, and it's there. Yeah. What? Yeah, man. Because downloading music, I ain't going to lie, man, it, it could be tedious sometimes, especially when you have a regular life, right? You yeah. Got other shit you got to do. You don't have time to dig into MP3s. Sad. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it. Because technology comes with hang-ups, right? If (laughs) if the Wi-Fi is fucked up or Serato acting up, then you screw, right? So a lot of times I hate my laptop. I'm like, man, I wish I could just not use my laptop today. But I'm I'm not carrying crates of vinyl, you know what I mean? Yeah, like one thing I
0: definitely, you know, and like... we, we. I mean, you know, but a lot of people know, especially people that's going to listen to this. I, I was outside mm-hmm. carrying mm-hmm. records. Like, bro, I do yeah. not miss carrying records.
1: Me neither. I saw a <laughs> nigga be like, you got a plant, nigga? Fuck. Like, squeeze my leg. But no. No, no. Fuck that. I'm about making life. So don't get it twisted. I am always going to be pure at heart when it comes to the art form because that's how I learn. Yeah. And I got that. That's why when I when I moved out here and I got with Owen them, they was like, "What you got to do?" Because I had a controller, right? Because I'm like, I'm not really gigging like that, and I'm like, "Can't." Yeah. It was like, "Well, we use turntables." I said, "Say less." (laughs) Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And I had to practice for a little bit. Like I was listening to my earlier Pulse Radio recordings. I'm like, "Damn, that scratch was kind of whack." Because I didn't have the tempo down just yet, right? Mm Because I've been using controllers. But once I got it, it was a wrap. You know what what I mean? So don't get me wrong. I'm a purist at heart but I'm never going to knock a person who wants to make life a little easier by using the technology that they have. The turntable was the technology that we had when hip-hop started. Facts. So, of course, that's going to be stuff that everybody loves, but don't hate on the guys that just want to pull out a controller. As long as they rocking a the motherfucking party, I don't give a fuck what they do. What's what's
0: more important to you or or would you advise a DJ, um, scratching or Blending. Blending and then there's everything
1: because here's the thing not everybody cares about scratching and nobody even knows what it is for real right they just hear wig wig ah, that's how cool but blending allows you to create a story that never ends right like think about you watching a show on TV and the commercial come up you're like fuck I got to sit here and wait for the show yeah, I don't have to get yeah. back to the song so when you have a perfect blend it kind of creates that seamless movie where it's no commercial. Scratching is cool. It's dope. I, I, I could do that too. Like, let, let's not get it twisted. Everything you're talking about, I can do. But if I had to rank it in order, nobody cares about scratching. Everybody that has ever really commented on the way I DJ commented on my transitions. Because transitions matter. I know you've heard that around town. For me, <laughs> Because, again, I don't like to feel like what's going on. Like, if, if you hear a DJ train wrecking, I mean, when the records ain't matching up, right? It's like, this one is here and that one is there. It sounds horrible. It can kill the vibe. Yes. When you hear a dope blend, you're like, how did he put that with that? And then he went into that with that?
0: Because I've definitely killed a vibe before.
1: I mean, we all have. <laughs> we all, like, come on, we all have killed vibes. If you do this shit long enough, you're going to fuck up, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Like anything in life. <laughs> absolutely. So, I don't even stress that. But... You just come back better and be like, you know what, let me let me fix that transition this time. So when I go places to your earlier point, call back, and I'm hearing a DJ train wreck, I'm like, oh, fuck, that transition
0: was trash.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I would have did it this way. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. So, yeah, transitions before scratching, bro, for okay, me. Okay,
0: okay, okay. Um, we're going to wrap it up soon. I know you got to get, get it. Your phone going crazy. Over I mean, there. that's that's just my life. <laughs> yes, <phone laughs> that's just, just my, my life.
1: <laughs> you gotta get fly. <laughs> Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, yeah, making the fans. You know, know what you saying? know, you just try to shake the city up a little bit. Yeah, shake man. The
0: um, up. yeah, we can talk about that real quick. Your your more, most recent event.
1: Um, the feature in R and B.
0: Feature in R and B. Stupid! Ouch! I already know y'all going crazy. I gotta, I, I gotta come out to an event. Whenever,
1: I you know me, I don't <clears never> pressure <throat> nobody. That's me. I don't ever, yeah. I don't lean on nobody out here. But
0: <laughs> I, I, I've seen the videos and I've seen everything online. I Shout was out to Daryl in
1: the pictures, man. Shout out to him. Uh,
0: yep. Um DJ uh, it It looks like a beautiful event.
1: Yeah, man. And
0: I already know what you do, so I already know. I know the ladies come
1: out. Yeah. I know too many ladies. They like, where the niggas at? I'm like, listen, man, I-, I don't know. Like, hopefully these pictures will make them come out, right? right? You know what I mean? Because I'm I'm good. I'm taking, so I can't I'm just yeah. like, I'm gonna see what I could do. Let me see what I could do. But basically, featuring and RB came about real quick. I know you didn't ask me, but I just want to shout out my brothers real quick. Shout it out. Uh shout out to Ron Day from Burger M downtown. Yeah. You know, me and him used to do some business back in the day. I had karaoke there, some other things. He wanted to create a Friday night vibe. Right, something kind of grown and sexy, but not too sexy, just for adults like us to go and enjoy ourselves. Yeah, and I had a lot going on, bro. Like the pandemic was crazy, but man, in, in the middle of it up until now, God has been good. Like I've been busy, I've been working, like I've been working. I've yeah. been doing Scully's. It was I've been hard to get him Claire. in here to do this interview. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you know how we do. But it was crazy. And I just, I knew I couldn't do it by myself. So I reached out to DJ Durrell and I reached out to DJ Jama and I said, listen, bro, we got the opportunity right now to create something crazy that ain't really happening in the city, right? You know, we got First Friday, shout out to them. You got Beats, Beers, and Brims. Dope. That that movement is stupid, bro. Like, that's a Mm -hmm. stupid ass movement. Like, I'm so proud of those dudes for doing that. Yeah. Because a lot of us DJs, we had to rely on bars to really get seen and make a name. Yeah. We ain't got to do that shit no more, right? We doing it on our own. So I just got with my brothers, man, and you know, we love r and I love music. You know, ladies love R&B, so that's, a, that's an easy one, too, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? But not only did we just say we're going to throw an R&B party, we're going to mix some other shit in there. So we got karaoke going on, game night, we, you know, we hire a singer to come through, and they host, and we do a line dance. I know people hate line dancing, but shit, we in the business of making money too and entertaining. So we we got a line dance instructor. Shout out to Nikki Nicole Shout Burton. Nikki, crazy. Man. Sorry, not Nicole Burton. I forgot her last name. It's- no, it's, it's, it is Burton. It <laughs> is yeah, Burton. It is definitely it's definitely Burton. Burton now. It's Burton. And she's OG. Oh, listen, yeah. OG. Like she she was in the discussions because that was the focus group when we were creating the whole process. Like she's it was OG. a couple of folks. So we do a line dance from eight to nine. And then we get into the party after that. So it's not just your regular, I'm in the club type. It's a, it's a, I hate to use the word, but it is the word. It's the vibe that we bring. And it's the ability for Shorty to come through with a hoodie on and jeans and not feel like she's out of place. Yeah. So yeah, We yeah. ain't competing with nobody. I just want to let you know. <laughs> we ain't competing with nobody. That's offending. <laughs> um,
0: before we wrap it up, man, I need your top five DJs across the board.
1: Top five DJs. So this is difficult for me because I'm not your traditional DJ purist when it comes to that. I have guys in my head, right? Pause. Good pause. Um, yeah. Look, like I said in, not on. <laughs> Stop the podcast right now. <laughs> but um, Jazzy, mm-hmm. Kid, uh, Q Bird, Cash Money from back of the day. Rest in peace to him. Philly. Um. Quest Love is crazy.
0: Quest is crazy, bro.
1: And my guy, just because of the sentimental value and because of the records, it's more because of the records he played. Not too much of his skills, but Biz bro. Like, yo, when I tell you during the pandemic and he pulled out those edits on vinyl, right? On vinyl. Yeah. Like, what could you like? No, nigga, no. Because you don't sound like nobody. As you know what I'm is. saying? And that's my whole thing. Like I hate sounding like other people, so that's my five. I hope I named them: Jazzy Jeff, Kit Capri, Q Bird, Quest, Bismarcky, Cash Money. Honorable mention. Yeah. But um, I'm not I'm, I'm not a, I'm not I'm not your regular traditional DJ when it I comes to it, this man. this art form, man. Which is why I love you having <laughs> me here. Yeah, that's you know why. You I mean? Because this is why it was
0: important for me because we, you know, over the years we've had. Mm-hmm. Conversations yeah. just music conversations just you know we' always been in a music spot yeah. together, yeah, to yeah, redo, yeah, whatever, whatever, yeah, and you know, and our and our brother King seven, you know yes. what I'm saying, so it's just in my mind when once I seen your name pop up, I was like, yo, like, this makes sense to me, yeah, like, it uh, makes, yeah. makes sense, like. And that's why I've been bothering you this past you know, <laughs> two weeks. You ain't
1: so. been bothering me, bro. I've just been waiting for the call. Once I got the back, off, like, what? You going to record me? Yeah, bro. Little old beat, beat from Brooklyn. Bro. <laughs> like, I, I moved out here. I ain't know nobody, bro. Like, nah, yo, yeah. now, now, you, now you
0: solidified I mean, the city. I Am I
1: solidified the city. I'll tell you what, though, man. <clears throat> I worked very hard to do it because I just enjoy what I do. And it's a natural thing. And people can tell that. Like, That's the one thing that I do get people like to say about me like yo you look like you enjoy what the fuck are you doing bro I My hashtag that. is I love to spin. It ain't. It ain't. It ain't a a made so up media. Say, p- yeah, nah. Yeah, it's yeah, like dead yeah. ass because I legit eat, sleep, and drink this shit, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know the deal. Like, yeah. nah. You just save that lives, man. You know you so, saved uh, that
0: lives with
1: uh, WWTV. So. Oh yeah. man, nah. That that shit. That was a, that, <laughs> that, that was an honor. I'm like, you could have got any fucking. <laughs> body. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I, there's some dope ass niggas out here. Like, don't get it twisted, right? But for me to even try to be in a room. Like I mean, with a with, with a DJ quick, you know what I mean? Like quick mode. Like, quick mode, yeah. I lived across the street from this dude, and I didn't even know who he was. Like, I'm playing music. I know you got to go, but man, listen. I was playing. I was playing music one day in my backyard, and he came outside. and said, "Man, you doing your thing?" I'm like, "All right, I appreciate you." He said, "Yeah, I'm a DJ too." I'm like, yeah, "All right, cool." I was yeah, headed yeah. somewhere. I'm like, "All right." He said, "Hold on one sec. I got a CD for you." I'm like, "All right, cool." I'm talking to my wife at the time. I'm like, yeah. Right, yeah. Gives me the CD. I'm like, "All right, let me just put it in. See what this nigga talking about." By the time, by the time I came back home that day, I knocked on this nigga door like, "Yo, yeah, we gotta talk." Yeah, who are you, bro? What what is this? He's that like, quick and right man? That's a fucking ride and quick. And I lived across. <coughs> legend. Literally, I mm. come on my door and be like, "Yo," like the nigga used to get on me because I cut I cut grass in Jordans. Like I don't give a mm. fuck about Jordans. Yeah. Like, I, I wear them like regular sneakers, right? So I'm cutting grass, in this. he's like, "What the fuck is you doing?" I'm like, "Man, get out of here!" But that's a legend that legit. I've played rooms with like I've DJed alongside this dude on He's rooftops legend. and in clubs and I'm just He's, honored, bro. Matter
0: of fact, Quick Mode might have been like the first DJ I knew in Columbus. Like before I knew O, before mm-hmm. like I just knew the name, yeah. like like, they meant something. Wow, like, yeah. You know? I'm a kid from Brooklyn. I don't know anybody. Like, yeah, everybody yeah. is
1: whoever, right? Like, and that was the craziest thing. Like, everybody wanted respect and wanted me to respond to them. I'm like, nigga, I don't know you. I don't give you nothing that I haven't seen you do, right? So, if, if you're telling me I'm a dope producer, I'm like, all right, cool. Let me hear something. Yeah. I'm not going to just be like, oh, we're back. Cool. Like, nigga, I'm from, <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn. There's a lot of... Fake ass niggas out there. A lot of fougazi going on. You know what I mean? So for me, I'm like, that shit don't move me. I'm like, all right, well, you're not gonna get my respect just based off the bullshit you say. I love it. So
0: DJ B bangers, yes, man. Sir. I super appreciate your time, brother. Um spread the word, man. Tell, tell your DJ friends this is what I'm doing, man, over here, man. This gotcha. show is called Needle to the Groove, man. And Needle I'm
1: to the groove. I love it.
0: Makes sense, right? Yeah. I love it, man. Thank you very much for coming out, bro. Talk to you soon. We out of here. Peace.